Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2017. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita Vice Mayor Janet Miller. Welcome to Issues 2017. Thank you. you repre- Glad to be here. You represent the uh, District 6, is that correct? Yes, it is. What's the geographic area there? That is a center city district. We Our southern boundary is the north half of Douglas, and the district runs all the way north to Valley Center. And then on the east, it kind of jogs, but mostly Washington, hydraulic, the canal route. And then on the west, it's largely the Big Ditch, although we do have a few precincts west of the Big Ditch now. Really? Yes. You were first elected in 2009, if my notes are correct. Yes. What did you do before that? Well, immediately before that, I was um, a community volunteer for a couple of years. And before that, I was with Kansas Health Foundation and before that, Exploration Place. Did you grow up in Wichita? I did not. I grew up in Manhattan, Kansas. My dad taught at the university there. So I grew up there, went to college there, and then moved to Wichita in 1986. 1986, okay. So 30 years I've been here. So uh-huh. I've lived here now longer than I lived in Manhattan, so I consider Wichita home. It's got to be, got to be. What ha- Now, what, what made it motivated you back in the day to run for city council? Why did you get involved in this? Well, I had been involved in my own neighborhood association since the early 90s and then got involved in some city issues and got to know our city council Member at that time, Joan Cole, and then subsequently got to know her successor, Council Member Sharon Fury, and worked with them on a number of city and neighborhood related issues. And when Sharon Fury was term limited, we before she was term limited, we started looking for candidates who would run for her seat, who would kind of continue in the tradition of the past 16 years, focusing on issues that had been of importance to us. And it turned out we kind of came up shorthanded, and so ultimately I decided to step in and give it a, give it a try. Okay. What have you learned over the past eight years that you didn't know before? I think one of the things that is hard to believe is how unaware people in our community can be, given the fact that we have so many opportunities for so much information that it's still very hard to communicate with people um, to let them know about what issues are going on. And so sometimes we may have been talking about an issue or a concern for weeks or months, and I'll be talking with people and they won't know anything about it. And I'm, I'm always surprised by how easily it is to miss um, important issues in the community, and it's a it's a struggle to figure out how to to help people be more aware of those but kinds of things. People get involved in their own little world, and and that's about it, huh? Right. Yes. And I don't want to make anybody feel bad about that because we're all doing good things, and we've got families, and we're working, and it's just with so much information, and sometimes it's information overload. It's it's hard to believe that 
part of part of the information is actually missing right. from their lives. So now you are serving as vice mayor on an elected mayor board. Um, how does that work? Well, Wichita has six city council districts, and each council district elects a representative, and then all Wichitans at large elect a mayor. And then each year, the council and the mayor, the seven of us, vote to elect one of ourselves as the vice mayor. And generally, it's uh, kind of on a rotating basis, and each district takes a turn running and and, uh, serving as vice mayor. And typically, that means that when the mayor is unavailable to be at an appearance or to run a meeting, the vice mayor steps in to do that. There's just so much in Wichita, the mayor can't be everywhere all the time and needs a backup, and that's largely what the vice mayor does. Does that bring a, a, a large increase in pay for that position? Then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it means a, an increase in, in time spent, but that's okay. We we all enjoy spending the opportunity of, of a year um, supporting the mayor and taking on some additional responsibilities. What, uh, what would you say are the two or three most important issues in your district? You know, at any given time, those change. You could ask me next week and I'd probably answer differently. But in the big scheme of things, um, I always try to keep my eye on, you know, the economy, making sure that what we're doing is working toward a vibrant economy. I focus on neighborhoods, making sure that neighborhoods are being served, that they know how to access city resources, that their problems are being addressed. And a third one for me is quality of life. I I think it's very important that the city make investments in quality of life uh, initiatives because if Wichita is not a place that people want to live, then we're going to continue to lose our young talent. Uh, businesses will not look fondly upon Wichita as a place to stay, to, to grow their business, or to relocate their business. So those are the big three that I always focus on. Um, a special area of emphasis right now is the north end of Wichita. We have um, been working on some initiatives around Evergreen Recreation Center. Our neighborhood center is up there and looking at some initiatives to revitalize that center and create a, a um, center for community resources, for activity, for cultural celebration, for community education, and so we've been spending quite a bit of time on that recently. And as far as the entire city, uh, what do you think are the most important uh, one or two issues for the the city at large then? You know, I think the city at large issues are not significantly different. I think we always have to keep our eye on the economy and helping make sure that we have an environment here that businesses can be successful, that they want to stay and they want to grow. Um, so that we can extend our our tax base. Again, focusing on investments um, in quality of life initiatives, some of which hopefully we'll talk about here today that want that help encourage people to stay here and to come here. Um, and then to make sure that we're we're not forgetting about populations that might need additional focus or or uh, resources. And how do we take care of everyone in our community to the best we can? You know, at a time when politics, I I think I'm safe in saying politics is a divisive thing in our country. The city council seems to work well together. You you behave nearly as adults down there. That is a really big issue. And it's one that I'm glad that you're asking about because I do hope people give some serious thought to why that might be. Most of us on the council, I think, are in agreement that one of the biggest reasons 
is that we're what's called a nonpartisan council, meaning we do not run with a party label. We all just run against each other. So anyone, regardless of party affiliation or no affiliation, can run for city council. And so we're not bound by party politics or by political philosophy. And I think that makes a huge difference. And the sad thing is that there is, we believe, a push at the state level to require municipalities to become partisan, uh, to run on party platforms like counties and like the state and our federal offices. Most of us on the council, I think, are not in support of that because we feel like our governance structure works very well the way it is and that it really has eliminated that divisiveness and has allowed us to work together. So we're very hopeful that it will remain as is. Yeah, Much has been said recently about Interest Bank Arena and Paul McCartney. Uh, by the way, are you going to the show? I am not, but I'm not a real concert goer, So, but I'm super happy he's coming, though. Really? Yes. Some people may not realize that the arena uh, came after a close public vote there in 2004, didn't it? Yes, it did. So, yeah, there's one where just a few votes got to, that thing going. Well, it, it was a – that's a nice, simple way to put it, although it took an enormous effort to – convince voters that that would be a quality of life investment for the city of Wichita. And um, now annually that brings in millions of dollars of investment into our community, spending in our community to people who come to those concerts. We have people who come from other states, from other cities to, to Wichita, and rarely do they only go to a concert. I mean, at some point they buy gas, they eat here, they probably shop here, some stay in hotels here. And so those are all dollars from outside coming into our community, which are very valuable. So it has been a great investment. It's paid for itself. By the time the sales tax was paid off, the whole uh, facility was paid for. So yeah. there's no ongoing debt. And, and some money in the bank, too. And some money in the bank to do some upgrades, which are being done now. And, um, and the sales tax sunset, just like it was promised. So all in all, it was a great project and a great investment. And you know what? The world didn't end because there was not enough parking. Um, <laughs> there turns out there's plenty of parking. People can get to and from concerts without much difficulty. So it was a good investment by the county, by the way, right. and, and taxpayers. That was a county project. It was. And now where do you want to go with Century 2 and, and a downtown visitor attraction center either to renovate or replace? Where do you want to go with Century 2 then? Well, that is going to be a big issue upcoming in our community for a lot of community conversation. I think it's become apparent that the Century 2 building itself, the round one, has become very outdated in terms of its abilities to provide the kinds of environments that are needed for successful performing arts. Many of the performing arts groups are frustrated with the facility. It's very difficult to bring in um, well-known shows that people would like to, to go to. Our convention business has been dropping off in the past few years, not because there isn't business interest. We still have the same number of, of um, groups interested in looking at us to come here, but they ultimately choose other convention and meeting facilities because ours are so inadequate and outdated. And so – in order to, for us to continue the millions of dollars of investment that come from meetings, conferences, performing arts, and other activities at those 
facilities, we are going to need to upgrade them. And how that's done right now is up for community to, to d- discussion. And I know it will be a lot of robust discussion um, about that, whether the old Century 2 comes down and it's completely replaced or if it's renovated and um, additional facilities built alongside it. Those are some of the issues that are going to be sounds tackled. Like, sounds like you've got an open mind on this thing. And, and uh, Jennifer, you want to see I some def- ideas? I definitely have an open mind yeah. on it. I recognize that a round building concrete is very difficult to retrofit. And if it could have been done, it really would have been done. I don't think it will work for performing arts on an ongoing basis. So we'd have to figure out what could go in a round building with pie-shaped spaces. <laughs> All right. You're listening to Issues 2017 on the Intercom radio stations. And our guest is Wichita Vice Mayor Janet Miller. And now where are you on the, the possible lowering of first-time marijuana possession penalty? I have been supportive of the efforts to to reduce penalties. I am not advocating the legalization of marijuana, but I think it's become apparent across the country and in Wichita that the penalties do nothing to prevent or discourage people from using marijuana. So if they're not working for that purpose, then you have to look at are they causing other problems? And the answer is yes, that the very high penalties cause a spiral of other problems for many people in terms of when they can't pay the, the fines, and the fines can be as high as right now, like the, the lowest they are is 1,000. Well, they can be lower, but the maximum penalties are at 1,000 and 2,500 plus in some cases jail time. And those penalties are not proportionate to the crime, and they make it very difficult for people to um, pay those fines, to um, um, be successful. What am I trying to say here? Mm. It makes it very difficult for people to get themselves out of that Uh, situation, uh, and it causes long-term financial difficulties that can cause a spiral where people lose their jobs and then they don't have money for their families and on and on and on. So the penalties are causing problems even greater than and beyond the possession um, or the use of marijuana. Now, let's uh, let me ask you what your thoughts are on the on the River Corridor project. It seems to be uh, something that's really exciting. And uh, and uh, where, where do you think about that? People have been asking for years for more activation on the river. They want to have opportunities to be closer to the river, to be down near the water, to enjoy that natural amenity that Wichita has. And so we are starting to move on some of those kinds of suggestions. The new River Vista project will have a boats and bikes rental component to it. There will be an outdoor green space for concerts and activities and events. And so the next phase we're looking at doing is what you're asking about, which would be a renovation or probably more likely replacement of Lawrence Dumont Stadium with a new uh, baseball team with a museum component for the National Baseball Congress. And we're also looking at the NCAA um, Hall of Fame for uh, baseball. So those are all great possibilities for bringing more people to the river area and giving more opportunity for people to access the river in different ways. I don't know uh, what your knowledge is of sports, but uh, how important do you think AAA baseball is to Wichita? 
I mean, that's the top level of minor league before you get to the big time. And we were AAA back in the day. That's been many, many years ago. But how, how important is that? You know, the sports enthusiasts in Wichita will say that it's extremely important. <laughs> now, I am not as well versed on that subject as many are. And so I, I defer to those who tell me that there is a significant audience for that level of baseball. Certainly, I know the Wranglers have a big following. I think it would be even a bigger following if it were a AAA team. And so there seems to be a lot of enthusiasm around it from all the community conversation I've been hearing. River Festival is uh, coming up. It's next month. Uh, Talk about the, the festival's importance to Wichita. The festival is one of the largest festivals in Kansas, bringing hundreds of thousands of people to the center city to enjoy everything that the river has to offer, plus more. And the River Festival folks have done a great job of maintaining and growing that festival over the years, and it is a good time. If if you can't find something to do that you would enjoy at the River Festival, I would be very surprised. There's something for everyone, whether you like the small, smaller kinds of events or you like to be right down there with the big crowds. But it continues to be very well attended. It continues to be extraordinarily safe. Um, We've had no incidents of violence, and um, the police have been very pleased with uh, crowds and how they've behaved themselves. And so hopefully we'll have some good weather coming up and have another great 2017 festival. Uh, Are most of our city's museums in your district? You know, quite a few of them are in the museums on the River District, um, Botanica, Cowtown, the Art Museum, Mid-America (laughs) All-Indian Center, um, is there. So we have quite a number of them and are very, very happy to be home to those. You know, I mean, this is a terrible question, but do you have a favorite among those? <laughs> that is a terrible question, and that's like asking someone to choose between their children. So no, I don't have a favorite. They all hold a very special place because they're all very unique. You there can you hardly compare them to each other. Right. Well, I live in Riverside, and I'm struck by the contrast in property upkeep from block one block to the next, from one house to the next, uh, Tell me about uh, combating uh, blight. Well, blight is another issue that falls into the categories we were talking about earlier. And it's one that we've really, really struggled with because Kansas is a very property rights-oriented state. And so we believe, it's kind of in our DNA, that property owners ought to be able to do whatever they want or not want to do with (laughs) their properties, which means that we don't have a lot of... Um, code restrictions. What we do have are very minimal codes in terms of property upkeep. And that's very frustrating for people who live next door or close to properties for whatever reason. There are a variety of reasons um, the properties are not upkept. Many times there are vacant properties and they're that way because of title concerns and problems. And so Councilmember Williams and some others have been working at the state level, trying to initiate some new legislation that would help get some of those vacant homes into the hands of nonprofits who could renovate those and sell them to first-time home buyers at reasonable prices. And so we would be doing two things with that. We would be eliminating blight and also helping individuals become homeowners for the first time. So certainly there's There's a great desire on the part of many to address that issue, but in our state where we're so property rights-oriented, it does become a challenge. Should uh, Wichitans believe there's something special about our town? Oh, absolutely. Wichita has so many great things going from it in terms of both the employers that we have here to all of the 
uh, community quality of life investments. We have one of the top 25 zoos. We have a science technology center. Our university is becoming well-known all over the country. Our major university, Wichita State, our state university, is becoming known all over the country for its innovative work. Plus, we have a number of other higher education opportunities um, in the city. Our school district is a great school district here. We have lots of shopping opportunities. So there's really a lot going on in Wichita. You can't even hardly read the whole go section every Friday um, from cover to cover. in a short period in one sitting anymore because there's so much going on here. So I think there are many, many things to be proud of in Wichita. And interestingly, you know, it's people who move here or visit here who are most excited about Wichita. And so I think sometimes we just forget those of us who've lived here for a long time and maybe don't recognize and see it through the eyes of someone from the outside. What a treasure that Wichita really is. And sometimes you don't get out and visit some of these other places. Uh, That's right. You know they exist, but you don't go there. We don't go there. And so when other people visit, they're like, wow, I had no idea Wichita is so awesome. And recruiters in the city tell us that they have a difficult time recruiting people here. But once they're here, they they love Wichita. And you can see that among people who do come here for jobs, and then they may move to other jobs. But they stay here. Because they know what a great treasure Wichita is. Now, what, what are your dreams for the future of this city? Well, I would like to see us continue going in the direction that we're going. I think we've really got some momentum and some synergy around a number of initiatives in Wichita, and I'd like to see that continue. Certainly, there's always more to be done. It's a marathon, not a sprint, but I think we're going in a really great direction. I think we're building community pride. I don't know if you've noticed, like I have, the the interest in the pride in the Wichita flag. I think there's just a resurgence of of pride in Wichita, and yeah. I'd like to see us continue that. I think that's great for our community. What, uh, what's the hardest part about being a city council member in Wichita? Mm-hmm. You know, I think just the challenge of there's always so much you want to see done, and there are so many good ideas that you would like to see implemented, but the challenge is always resources, where it's always a matter of figuring out how to do more with less. And at some point, you end up doing less with less. And and so that's a challenge. Um, but that's part of the work. And, you know, you come into the office knowing that it, the resources are finite and that you have to be a good steward of those and that you have to figure out how to allocate those most efficiently and effectively. What do you like best about the job of being a city council uh, member? What I like most is helping people access city government You know, the city is in place to provide services that individuals can't provide for themselves or that the private sector doesn't provide. And sometimes it's hard for individuals to know how to access those resources or to to believe that their elected representatives listen to them and are interested in hearing what they have to say. And it's always very rewarding when you have an opportunity to talk to a group or to help an individual solve a problem or to help a group implement um, an initiative that they had been hoping to get done. And, and they're always like, wow, I, I didn't really know that I could call you up and talk to you about this and that you would help us accomplish this. And so those, those things are very rewarding when that happens. You're kind of a, a facilitator there, I think, is what they call it. You know, that, that's exactly the way I have always viewed this position is that I'm not the one with the good ideas I'm the one who's charged with helping pull together those ideas and facilitate 
how to get those implemented. And so that's what I have really enjoyed about this work. So what does your future hold in? Well, I may be knocking on your door asking if you're hiring about a year from now, but um, I don't know. We have term limits, right? (laughs) Yes, I do. We have term limits, right? So at the end of this year, I will be concluding my allowed eight years of service and rotating off, and there will be a new council member coming in. And I'm exploring other opportunities. It's an opportunity to reinvent myself. It's both a little scary because I'm not sure what – the future holds, but it's also an opportunity. How many people have the luxury of knowing that they're going to get to do something different in eight months? So listen, thank you for being with us, and the best of luck to you, whatever you decide to do. And uh, again, we appreciate your time this morning. Our guest, Wichita Vice Mayor uh, Janet Miller. That's all for this edition of Issues 2017. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.